Hello from the members of First United Methodist Church in Royce City. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you find it meaningful and relevant. You're invited to join us for worship anytime, and you can learn more about our worship options, location, and small group opportunities by visiting our website, fumcroycecity.org. Today, we hear from our pastor, Reverend Chris Everson. May God bless you as you listen to His Word proclaimed. Oh God, we come to you this morning asking that you reveal your Word to us to speak through this service so that we may be more than just hearers of your word, but then we may go out and be doers of your word. So, Lord, we ask that you let the words of my mouth and the meditation of each heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. 1980, I was an impressionable third grader. And I, I'm sorry, sorry to make him group. But I, I loved listening to the radio. And, and while I was listening to the radio, there was a, a country artist that caught my ear by the name of Mac Davis. And Mac Davis, he, he was a very popular artist, and uh, he had several different songs that he sang. And, and there was one song in particular that, that actually came out, I think it hit number 10 on the uh, country Billboard's Top 100 uh, that year. And as he started to introduce the song, he would say that one time, a few months ago, I was uh, supposed to headline in this, this huge nightclub and I got there a couple of nights early, and they put me up in the star suite. And I woke up the next morning alone, and I did what I always do. I, I, I pulled out my guitar, and I wrote a song. And he said that uh, he, being there, uh, these words helped him just deal with the trials that he had to deal with that evening. And the words go something like this. Oh, Lord, it's hard to be humble when you're perfect in every way. Oh, y'all know it. So, yeah, I can't wait to look in the mirror because I get better looking each day. Now, be careful with the line coming up here. To know me is to love me. I must be a, of a man. Oh, Lord, it's hard to be humble. But I'm doing the best that I can. Wow. <laughs> a lot of us remember that song. You know, and it's a fun song. It, it, it's a fun song that Mac Davis wrote to make fun of pride. How we can easily take a look at our lives and, and inflate ourselves way more than we need to. But, you know, if we're honest, pride is something that we all struggle with. Pride is something that can, can easily slip into our lives. And, a matter of fact, pride can be something that can lead into the other four areas that we've talked about during this sermon series. Pride can lead to cynicism. It can lead to compromise. It can lead to disconnectedness. It can lead to irrelevancy because when we have pride, it's all about 
me. And, and we fail to look at what is happening or what is going, around, going, going on around us. Pride can ruin relationships. It can, it can kill careers. And it can strain our relationship with God. There's a Bible verse that, that I love to talk about when uh, we talk about pride. And, and it may be one that you may not be thinking about where, it is, where we're talking about pride, but it's the, it's the story that Jesus talks about the tax collector and the Pharisee in Luke chapter 18. And, and during this story, Jesus is talking about this tax collector that, that goes into the temple and, and he bows his head down and he just starts praying. You know, God, please forgive me. I'm such a, a miserable sinner. I, I do all of these things wrong and I just want to be right. And then a Pharisee comes in and makes a big racket. <clears throat> and then he stands in front of the altar and he says, oh, God, I am so glad I am not like that tax collector. I mean, he is so horrible. He is so bad. I am just so glad that I am upright and, out, and, and, and righteous and I do everything that I need to do. See, that is an example of pride. However... One of the things that I notice that I catch myself doing, I start going, man, I am so glad I'm not like that Pharisee because I don't do those type of things at all. I don't, I don't brag about my faith. I don't try to put other people down. I, and you see, you get caught in, in this cycle that even though you don't want to, you, you start showing signs of pride because you notice that you are different than someone else. You see, you see how easy it is? It is so easy to take a look at our lives and then say, well, I am just so glad that I'm not like, or I'm so glad that I don't do this because somebody, pride sneaks in and it makes us boost ourselves up and it pushes others down. So, so how do we battle pride? How, how do we make sure pride is not something that, that holds on to us? Our scripture today gives us a picture of, of how to do that in Jeremiah chapter 9, verses 23 and 24, and I invite you to follow along with your Bibles, or you can follow along with the words that are on the screen. In the book of Jeremiah, he writes, this is what the Lord says, so this is, this is God speaking. Let not the wise boast of their wisdom or the strong boast of their strength or the rich boast of their riches, but let the one who boasts boast about this, that they have the understanding to know me, that I am the Lord who exercises kindness, justice, and righteousness on earth. For in these I delight, declares the Lord. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Wisdom, strength, and riches. See, these are not bad things. 
It's, it's not bad to be rich. It's, it's not bad to, to have strength. It's not bad to, to have all knowledge. These are things that God's give us. But when we take the opportunity to, to say this is what it's all about, it's all about being the smartest person in the room. It's all about, about having the strength to, to take out people. It's all about having enough money to buy my position. That is where pride comes in and, and, and is destructive. When, when, those become, when the goal comes, having wisdom, strength, and riches, that leads to pride. That, that helps destroy who we are inside, and it, and it helps us to forget about the goodness that God has given every single one of us. Jeremiah gives us what we need to be focused on as, as those who are followers of Christ and those who are followers of, of God, to know God, to show kindness, to, to do justice and righteousness. That kind of sounds familiar, doesn't it? You know, Micah 6, 8, it echoes that. What does the Lord require of us? To, to do justice, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with our God. All of these things are ways that we continue to grow in our faith. We may use riches to, to do good things. We may have wisdom that can answer questions. We may have strength to help protect those who are weak. But that is the end goal. We are missing the point. I was listening to a podcast this past week, and uh, it, was a, it was a podcast by a former professor of mine, and he was talking about a pastor named Tulian uh, Trevedin. I can't pronounce that last name. I tried to listen, but I couldn't. But he was talking about a book that he recently read. See, Tulian, Pastor Tulian, he, he was a pastor uh, at a church in Florida, and they merged with a, a mega church back in 2009. And, and there were a lot of issues and, and trials that were happening within this church and people would get up and walk out in the middle of his sermons they would stand sit in the first row and they would stare daggers at him there were there were these little meetings around the church talking about how they could remove the pastor from the church and it finally came to a head where the church decided to take a vote on whether or not this pastor should stay this pastor Tulian should stay the pastor of this church. And it was just eating him on the inside. He, he, you know, he, he was just trying so hard to be faithful. He was trying so hard to do what he felt like God was calling him to do. And then he had a, 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 I don't know, a vision or an idea that popped into his head. And that vision was basically saying these words, that Jesus plus Nothing equals everything. Or Christ plus nothing equals everything. And Pastor Julian, he, he looked at these words and said, you know what, that's, that's, that's what we need to be focused on. It's so easy to get focused on having these things that, that make us bigger and stronger and, and, and have more power. But if our focus first and foremost is not on Christ, then this other, uh, other uh, equation comes true, that everything 
minus Christ equals nothing. See, we could have everything in the world, but if we don't have Christ, we have nothing. But the fact is that if we hold Christ first and foremost in our lives, we don't have to have anything because Christ is sufficient for me. Now, what if would it look like if we were to take this opportunity? It would battle pride. It would say, you know what, I don't need all of these things that, that, that makes, me, makes me rich or make me well-known or make me whatever, but as long as I have Christ, I have all that I need. It's kind of like what Jesus says in Matthew six thirty three. He tells us to seek first God's kingdom. You know, when we seek God first, everything else will be added. And we'll be able to use everything else in order to forward God's kingdom around us. Pastor Tullian went on to, to write these words on a blog post, and I believe they're in a book that he wrote, that when Jesus is strong for me, I am free to be weak. Because Jesus wins for me, I am free to lose. Because Jesus is someone, I am free to be no one. Because Jesus is extraordinary, I am free to be ordinary. Because Jesus succeeds for me, I am free to fail. Now, one of the things that I love about this passage from Pastor Tulian is that he uses the word free a lot. Because Christ has done this, I am free. Because Christ has has done something for me, I am free. Because Christ is my all, I am free to give my life for him. Now, when I was hearing this podcast about Pastor Tulian, I remembered a couple of things about him. Number one, he is a grandson of uh, Billy Graham. And number two, in 2015, I believe, he stepped down from this big mega church that he was serving because he had an affair. And, and, and that destroyed his life. And then he uh, started to work for another organization and another affair came out about him and knocked him down even lower. And then on his blog recently, there's a, a letter from his new pastor. He, I think he attends a Lutheran church uh, somewhere in Florida now. And the pastor says, you know what? I know I've heard all of the stuff about Tulian, and I know that he has had a lot of struggles in his life. But as his pastor now, I have seen a change in him. And I see that he has allowed pride to, to, to cloud his view of what he was called to do. And now he is a part of our church. He is serving humbly, and he is trying to be faithful to his family, faithful to his God, and faithful to his church. You see, it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what status you have in your life. Pride can come in 
and trick you to think that while you have it all, if you don't have Christ, you have nothing. That's why we have this table. And that's why we celebrate in the taking of the bread and, and the pouring of the cup. We celebrate because when we come to this table, we say, you know, I don't have it all together. I, I, I mess up. I, I fail more than I even want to remember. But thanks be to God that he sent Jesus. He sent Jesus to live, to experience life like one of us. He sent Jesus to die on a cross, but he sent Jesus so that he may be raised on the third day so that we may have life and have life abundantly. So when you come to the table this morning, the invitation is, is to set aside everything that you think matters. Set aside everything that you feel gives you status and lift out your hands and say, God, today I need you. You are the one that sustains me. You are the one that gives me strength. And apart from you, I can do nothing. Let us pray. Oh God, you have given us everything and all things. And Lord, sometimes we fail to remember that. And we think that all that we have is because of what we have done. Lord, we repent of that today. And as we come to your table, we lift our hands to you in holy reverence to the love that you have given us, to the sacrifice you have made for us. So God, help us to be joyful. Help us to always rely on you so that we may have life and have life abundantly. And so we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.